Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. It's Odds and End Zones, a podcast feature of milehighreport.com. From props to parlays to totals and spreads, it's time to sweat it out. Here are your hosts, Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati. Adam, we're closing in on one of the things that gets me triggered, and that's the legal tampering period. Ah, yes. Did you just give yourself a trigger warning? I did. And for the rest of the listeners, because we don't usually start off with a rant, but why not? It's like you can't set your own destiny like that whole team throughout the playoffs, like, well, they have the chance to set their own destiny. Control your own destiny. Yep, here we go. Like, no, you can't do that. It's not possible. Destiny is not something you can control, and tampering is not something that's legal. The two things do not work. And it, it and it's fitting that it's the NFL because this is the league that can't define a catch. So we do things that don't make sense. Controlling your own destiny and legal tampering. And, oh, by the way, we still don't know what the F a catch is. This is a short rant, but I do like it. And honestly, uh, the only thing that would make it better is if I bring up Mitchell Schwartz or Ryan Pace. That would that would just sort of the cherry on top for your for the, the triggers that set you off in particular. But that's, you know what, I get it. God. You, we could have avoided all of this Kansas City Chiefs nonsense had that moron not traded up, not just traded up, but did so to take frickin' Mitch Trubisky. It, it was, he uh, could have no. taken Patrick Mahomes, and we could have avoided all of this. Yeah. All of it. 
But no, he traded up one pick to freaking take Mitch Trubisky. It's it's like they not to continue to rehash this, but it's like everybody thought that trading up made sense there to to guarantee you get the guy that you want. You know you're not going to get to the number one pick. One guy's going off the board, but to guarantee the quarterback that you want to lead your franchise, and you traded up and you took someone that I don't think anybody in the top ten was even looking at at the time. But I don't think any of the teams in the top 32 were looking at Mitch Trubisky. It's it's one of those things where I I, I just don't I, I you know you can go back in time and you can replay the scenarios, but honestly, it, Bears are gonna bear. That's just what they do. It, it, you know I, I know I always say Chargers gonna Charger. It's one of my favorite sayings. But Bears are gonna bear, and. I will I will go to the grave with this sentiment in mind. I will not take any guff. That's right. I said the word guff because I'm getting old. I will take no guff from Bears fans about quarterbacks. I, I to this day, have Bears fans tell me all the time that they think that John Elway was garbage, that they, they don't believe Peyton Manning was really that us. Do are you really happy you got Peyton Manning? That as as a fan that that I'm disappointed that the Broncos ended up with Peyton Manning because of the last seven years. That's dumb. Or or anybody who tells me that Russell Wilson is washed and the Broncos are done because Russell Wilson is done. First of all, nobody knows what Russell Wilson is. We'll find out with Sean Payton, a real head coach, uh, and and what he can do with him. But second of all, I will not listen to a Bears fan who's greatest quarterback in the history of their team is either Sid Luckman or Jay Cutler. That's your list. So you don't get to talk to me about it. And that's, that's just how I feel. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can evaluate quarterbacks, but I don't, I don't think so. I doubt it. That's, that's my feeling on that. And I also believe Justin what, Fields is going to be solid. What's funny about that is you didn't even include the quarterback who won the one Super Bowl that the Bears have won. As That's the right. greatest quarterback to play for the Bears. Because he's not. Because because Jim McMahon, actually, because because Mike Ditka hated Jim McMahon and screwed that up. Jim McMahon should be the greatest quarterback in Bears history. Jim McMahon was the perfect quarterback for that team. And instead, he went and got Doug Flutie and said, I'm going to create competition and have Doug Flutie compete for the starting job, which was the end of Jim McMahon's career, essentially. And the Bears have not been good since. I mean, listen, the last time they went to a Super Bowl, the quarterback that took them there was Kyle Orton, and they ended up starting Rex Grossman in the in the Super Bowl. So, I mean, what are we what are we even talking about? What what are we doing? You see, now I'm ranting. I'm ranting and yeah. raving, and we we really see don't need we to do that. And, well, here's another one, and we can save this for another podcast. But where did this nonsense start from fans? younger fans, older fans, I don't care what fans who think that John Elway wasn't great. Like where did this and we can table this cuz we, we need can. to get started on it. And and but where did this come from? Because it's effing stupid. So I, we can but, but, I know I know for a fact that I have uh, readers of MHR and listeners to this podcast that that think I can't speak on John Elway because of some things that I had to say about him in the past. Um, and so I won't, I won't go too deep into it, but I, there is a reason, but we're not going to talk about it today. That's, that's called a, a suspenseful 
little I don't I don't know what it's called. What do we what do we call that? It's suspense. We're building suspense for it's foreshadowing for another show. Sure, why not? So <laughs> I got a little lost there. All right. Let's let's take a look at and let's think about and let's talk about what really is in front of this particular iteration of the Denver Broncos, and that's free agency. Uh, there, there has been a lot of news recently just in regards to different players, and there's lots of options out there. And obviously, Mile High Report is doing uh, our own series on uh, the different free agents that are out there that could be targets for the Denver Broncos. And I think that a good place for us to start is with the running back position because of the news that came out recently that – essentially says that Javante Williams will could be anything when the start of the season arrives. He could be, as you said, he could be, he could be uh, on the field ready to go. He could be uh, not available for the start of the season, or he could just miss the whole season. Like of the, the places on the spectrum, that's the whole spectrum. So there's some news there that we have to talk about. Not a lot of, not a lot of gray in between there. That's, I mean, that, I mean, that's a lot. So for those who don't know, the report is coming from Matthew Barry, the fantasy expert. He's now on NBC, um, does all that stuff. Now he got a report throughout the combine that the Broncos are fearful that Javante Williams will miss some time or could potentially miss the whole year, which makes running back a need. Because you'll probably bring back Latavius Murray. I mean, I, I think Sean Payton has a rapport with Latavius Murray from when Murray played in New Orleans. And we saw how good Latavius Murray can be. And thank goodness, because I got rid of Melvin Gordon, who still will not shut up about his time with the Broncos. Like, uh, yeah, that's going to set me up on another Take your practice squad another championship rant. ring and walk away. That's all you need to do. But that means that running back is going to be an issue or a need for the Broncos giving the huge amount of questions surrounding Javante Williams. And I think that it highlights too, given the new running backs coach who has ties to Kareem hunt and David Montgomery, which right there is, as uh, I, as we sit here, I have uh, an article ready to go about David Montgomery. I think that it uh, would be an interesting pickup for the Broncos. Um, I don't know if the money is there. I think that's the other thing that that comes into consideration. I know that's the other thing that comes into consideration because you have so many needs on this offense. The offensive line, clearly, we're going to talk about some players here in a minute. Uh, defensive line, I think, is going to be an area where uh, the Broncos are going to want to spend some money. And so what kind of money is left over? What's available to the to the Denver Broncos? And really, what is it that they want to spend big money on and what is it that they think they can get away with not spending big money on? I get the impression, just looking at the way that the NFL sort of shakes out, spending a lot of money on running backs has become a little bit passe, right? It's not something that most GMs are willing to do. You look at a, a, an Ezekiel Elliott contract and you go, ooh, that was a miss. And you, you, know, you look at guys like that who had big seasons – but they age out really quickly. I think Saquon Barkley is going to hit a wall soon. Uh, I know Derrick Henry may end up becoming available through trade, but where is his wall? Although that would be interesting. Uh, I mean, he's a he's a massive individual who. I, I mean, there's conversations there with that. So, do you want to pump a lot of money into uh, a running back when you've got other needs and running backs can kind of be? I mean, let's face it, running backs can be found in places where you don't have to spend a ton of money. So. 
you know, like Spot Rack has Spot Rack, Spotrack, whatever. I don't care what they call themselves. Sport Track. Sure. But they they have uh, Montgomery. A salary cap calculator. Yeah, they have a calculator for the salary cap. And they have him set at like 7.2 mil a year for a running back. If, if that's really what you think you want to get for uh, a running back, okay, I think the Broncos could could definitely swing that. I just feel like as I look at it, there are bigger needs, right? There are bigger needs for this team right now. And, and running back just isn't it. Even with the injury to Javante Williams, because of what I just said, you can go out and find guys for cheap that you can plug into a system. And I think this is where it's important to point out that the salary cap isn't real. All we need for the latest example of that is the New Orleans Saints signing Derek Carr. In the cap hell they're in, they still signed a guy to a $150 million contract. The salary cap is not real. There's ways to manipulate it, to finagle it, to where it doesn't exist. And given that the Walton Penner group is the wealthiest ownership group in the NFL for now, until Jeff Bezos buys the Washington commanders. But until that happens, the Broncos have the wealthiest ownership group in the national football league, and they can take a play out of Stan Kroenke's playbook and Les Snead's playbook with the Rams. And you don't really have a cap. So you're able to do whatever you want, sign whoever you want, give them the money they want, however you want. And it has no implications on the cap. It's, it is sort of a fascinating, like we have this rule, but we, we, we created the rule and we can find all the loopholes and we use all the loopholes. It's, it's really, like, <laughs> what's the point of having rules? If you're just going to like create rules that have enough loopholes that you don't have to follow the rules. It is, I, I guess that's the American way. I don't know. I don't know how else to say that. And this so. is where it actually would make sense to follow baseball's model where you have tiers where if you hit a certain amount, you just tax them. Yeah, just do a luxury tax. Doesn't NBA have a, a luxury tax as well? Yeah. I think that there's yep, a they tax do. in the NBA. So uh, it would if, if you're trying to create parity and you want all the owners to share all their money, just, yeah, just create a luxury tax. And Although I hate the luxury tax in baseball because I always feel like teams – uh, like New York, the New York Yankees and the Boston Red Sox and the Dodgers and all these, uh, you know, big market teams, they spend lots of money on players and then they ship all this luxury tax to major league baseball. That's distributed amongst your Minnesota twins and St. Louis Cardinals of the world, small market, and a certain team here in certain, certain Colorado. team in Colorado with the, with some owners that are just, you know, sitting on, uh, sitting on the luxury tax, to be quite honest, they just get money from the luxury tax. And, Yes, it keeps from the rooftop bar. That's right. It keeps all the teams afloat, but it also allows uh, what I would like to call, and I'm going to dub them this now, freeloader teams, teams that aren't really in it to win games. They just want to have a team, and they just want to freeload off of the the production of better teams. I would hate to see that happen in the NFL which just tells me that the luxury tax needs to be tweaked because they created the rules of the luxury tax and now they found all the loopholes. It's like it's yeah. like maybe these guys should be always creating, find loopholes. Yeah, maybe these guys shouldn't be creating the rules because they just create rules that have loopholes. I don't know. Anyway, I digress again. Especially when it's the owner setting the rules for other owners on how to do owners things. Yeah, owners l- ruling owners on owner stuff. That's that's there's a book title in there or something. I don't know. So I guess what we're saying is maybe running back, maybe not. It just sort of depends on what Sean Payton wants to do. Exactly. And I, uh, the thing that I wish, the thing that did happen that I wish wouldn't have, because I think he would have been awesome in Sean Payton's offense, 
is Tony Pollard, and he got tagged by the Dallas Cowboys. If he hadn't gotten tagged, I would have loved to have seen Tony Pollard and Shane and Sean Payton's offense. Yeah, I think that was a, a pretty big sentiment out there about what what could what could have been had uh, that not happened. And uh, you know, it's interesting. I, you sort of you end up being a little bit surprised that they threw a, a franchise tag on Pollard, especially after the uh, massive contract issue that they have with Ezekiel Elliott. But again, like you said, salary cap's not real, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, the other area of concern or need, it, at least that we've been talking about, is the offensive line. Uh, last week the show on the show, you brought up Mike McGlinchey. I know you wrote an article about him on uh, the website as well uh, as, a, as a potential free agent signing, which would have a major impact on the team. And, and there are other guys out there. So uh, there's certainly some names out there to be discussed that could fit in the offensive line scheme that the Denver Broncos are going to run moving forward. And it's obviously another tackle in Orlando Brown Jr. who got released by the Chiefs. And it, <laughs> that it would make it difficult for Russell Wilson because I don't think Wilson could be able to throw over that side of the field because I think he would hit the back of Brown, like not his head, like his back. He's a big tall dude. That Orlando Brown is like 10 feet tall. But the other one is a center and that's Garrett Bradbury, who's probably going to be the most expensive center on on the free agent market. But what better way to shore up your offensive line than at center? Because we've seen, with Tom Nalen in particular, what you can do with a great center. So I, I wouldn't, I would not be surprised to see the Broncos make a run at all three of those guys. Yeah, I would. I would actually like to see them choose to spend money there as far as positions go because one of the things that Russell Wilson complained about when he left Seattle was the lack of a offensive line which I mean I mean who knows and that I don't want to get too far into like what the relationship was in Seattle for Russell Wilson but uh, he definitely had complained about that and so ensuring that he feels protected and safe in Denver I think is an important thing at least for his confidence moving forward in the hopes that uh, as he continues to grow and he learns the system here in, in Denver with Sean Payton, that that's not something that is, is a problem or something that rears its ugly head, if you will, uh, as he is uh, quarterbacking a potential a, a potential playoff team. I'm, I'm not going to make a prediction right now, but I do think that if they you know make the right moves, as every team does, uh, if they if they make the right moves, they could make the playoffs this year. And that would be that would be the hope. Uh, some of the other names that you mentioned before we started recording, one that I thought was particularly, particularly, that was a tough word for me to say right there, uh, particularly uh, interesting, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Um, played for the Eagles last year, went to the Super Bowl. Sounds like uh, he could be available, and he played for the Saints. So there's a connection there. And he was traded from New Orleans to Philadelphia. And as... A talking head, Sean Payton didn't like the, he couldn't he he didn't like the move. He couldn't believe that the Saints traded him. So I would not be surprised to see Payton, Payton, and too bad we don't have the other Payton involved because then we would have the injury law firm of Payton, Payton, and Payton to go along with the strong arm and Bacchus and Shanker. But I would have I, I would not be surprised to see the Broncos go after C.J. Gardner-Johnson because I, I there's already a, a connection. And I've said this because I've had multiple former Saints who are now free agents. The one thing we know about the NFL, 
is familiarity. Yep. <laughs> and it's familiarity with coaches. It's familiarity with players. It's familiarity between coaches and players. So I would not be surprised at all to see the Broncos make a run at CJ Gardner Johnson and getting him to be opposite of Pat Sertan. So I do, I, I, not to go off topic, but I feel like you read my article that I wrote about uh, my, David Montgomery because I actually called uh, Peyton Peyton. I called it the, the, the law firm of Peyton Peyton and Walmart. So, <laughs> but, but you're right. Peyton Peyton and Peyton would be good. We just don't have the third Peyton. So the third partner in that so one it's, is Walmart. It's no, Peyton, but I went Peyton with, and Penner. I went with Walmart because you know it's it's Walmart. But I you're you're right. The for alliteration's sake, yeah, Peyton, Peyton, and Penner would have been better. But wouldn't it in that case that would be Penner, Peyton, and Peyton? Because I'm pretty sure Penner wants top billing there. Yeah, he he would probably be like the top lawyer in the firm. So yeah, yeah. I mean Peyton and Peyton are partners, but it's Penner's law firm, right? Yeah, totally. I can't believe that's where we went. So. Yeah, I, th- I think that looking at C.J. Gardner-Johnson opposite of Patrick Sertan, you know, PS2 has, has essentially become the best cornerback in the NFL, right? Everybody, when they make their list, he's top two or three. Uh, he's usually not three, and he's oftentimes not two. So uh, he is the guy that is going to hold down the, the cornerback position in, in the Denver Broncos system. Getting him somebody else opposite him, that would be fantastic. Uh, so I definitely think that would be a move to make as well. Um, who's the other guy we were talking about? I'm trying to remember here. What did I write down? Another, it's another secondary member, but it's one that I think I'm now all in on him because of what he just was able to help the Cincinnati Bengals do. Von Bell was drafted. Another former saint was drafted by Sean Payton in 2016, signed as a free agent with the Cincinnati Bengals in 2020 has been a big reason why the Bengals have have seen a culture shift and they've they went to a Super Bowl. They went to back-to-back AFC championship games in, in the AFC. A big reason for that is Von Bell at safety. And Kareem Jackson is getting older. I highly doubt he's going to be back. I would not be surprised to see Peyton, Peyton, and Walmart go after Von Bell because that's another guy who has the experience and would be a great seamless fit next to Justin Simmons. And he can bring the other thing about him is he doesn't miss games. So the dude is not only good, I would say great at his job. He not only brings the experience of shifting a culture in the locker room. He not only has the experience of playing for Sean Payton and what Payton expects, but he doesn't miss games. The dude is always on the field. So I, I get it that safety isn't at the top of the list for some in Broncos country. And there were commenters on mile high report on my story of commenting on Caden Stearns and PJ lock. Let's not get carried away here. Caden Stearns and PJ lock are not Von Bell. Von well, Bell nice. is an elite safety. And that doesn't mean that Caden Stearns still can't be like in nickel and dime packages. You can still get him to be that, but Caden Stearns isn't a box safety like Von Bell is, in my opinion. So I, I, I think I am all in on Von Bell coming to this team. So you're getting two former Saints in the secondary with C.J. Gardner-Johnson and Von Bell in a defense to make that defense even better. And let's let's stick with the familiarity theme here. Because another free agent that is going to be on the market is Marcus uh, Davenport, 
who is a uh, defensive end for the New Orleans Saints. And there's another guy that uh, played for the Saints, has some familiarity with Sean Payton, and defensive line is a position of need. I think it's interior defensive line that is the big concern for the Broncos right now. Obviously, uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Draymond Jones. You don't know. uh, We talked about some free agents on the show last week as well. But, again, familiarity is is important and it does help bring people in and and so Marcus Davenport's another name uh defensive lineman on you know defensive end who might fit with the Broncos especially with Bradley Chubb gone and you're not really sure what you're going to be getting from Randy Gregory and so uh bringing in a defensive end might be another one and then you know we could just be uh, New Orleans Saints West I suppose let's throw out another state David Adyamata now, uh, the thing that, that that might happen with Davenport is he might be priced out. Now, I, I just said that the cap isn't real, but if you look at the salary cap projections, Draymond Jones is getting, it looks like between 16 and 18. Davenport's between 19 and 20. So if the Broncos aren't willing to pay Draymond Jones, I highly doubt they're going to pay Marcus Davenport because for his as good as Davenport is, he has issues staying on the field. You don't get that with David Onyemata, who has been phenomenal since he was drafted by Sean Payton and the Saints, again, in the same draft that Von Bell was picked in 2016. That must have been a good draft for them. So I, I wouldn't be surprised. Davenport might be too rich. Onyemata would be a great, because he's interior. So you could, you could, plug him in with the other guys that they currently have on the roster. And he's been one of the best defensive players for the saints. So that would, that would be an, an area that I think they could look at. Yeah. I, I, the, the best thing about all of this is we're watch, sitting back and watching what the Broncos are doing is we get to watch the process that Sean Payton uh, and George Payton and, and, and Penner and the, the Walton Penner group and everything, the process that they go through and bringing players in and fixing this franchise. The the big thing here with the Broncos is it's this this offseason has to be about fixing the franchise, bringing the Denver Broncos back to relevancy in a meaningful way, right? We we got super excited uh in last year's offseason. I think as we sit here and record isn't today one year. So, right? When's today is Wednesday, March 8th. Are we exactly one year away from when uh George Payton traded for Russell Wilson? Are we close to it? I feel like we've got to be there, right? This is the one-year anniversary of the news dropping. There you go. Let's so, ride. So we are, yeah, let's let's ride off a cliff. But <laughs> I don't care. I don't use the phrase. I think it's fine. I don't care. But we are one year away from that. And now here we are continuing to bring the Broncos back. That brought the Broncos back to relevancy just in excitement. It's not about the excitement anymore. Now it's about the product on the field. And what we are hopefully witnessing is Sean Payton putting his stamp on this team in a way that is going to make them not just a contender, but a legitimate Super Bowl contender that can compete with the Kansas City Chiefs. And we've been saying this for seven years, and I'm, we are going to have to continue to say it. The target is Patrick Mahomes. The target is Andy Reid. The target is the Kansas City Chiefs. They just won another Super Bowl. They, are, they own the AFC. They own the AFC and it's West. it's a big target. It is a big target, but that's the Kansas City Chiefs are and physical, literally, physically, metaphorically, all of those Ickleys, whatever. 
<laughs> Ezekiel is that like that's not like saying isms, right? But it's a big target for everybody, but for the Denver Broncos especially because the 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 years prior to all of this, what was the biggest obstacle for the Kansas City Chiefs? It was the Denver Broncos. It was John Elway. It was Peyton Manning. It, shoot, it was even Jay Cutler. And, and like, it was like, even, even for a time, it was Jay Cutler. It was, you know, Jake the Snake Plumber. I mean, now, now the tables are turned, and we're sitting here, and I'm raising my son in a world where we're the Chiefs of the 80s at this point. And it's really frustrating. And so the hope is, and it's just hope at this point, that Sean Payton can come in and make a difference in a way that will – give the Broncos an opportunity to actually attain some of those AFC West championships and AFC deep AFC playoff runs and those kinds of things. It, it may not happen this season. It may not happen overnight, but we are witness to some big changes. And I'll throw out another possible free agent. And this is a connection to Vance Joseph in Arizona. And that's Zach Allen, a defensive end who's a free agent. I would be shocked if Zach Allen does not follow Vance Joseph to the end of the Bongo. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.